Hey everybody, welcome to the second episode of the Universal Driving System. I'm driving to work this morning and I wanted to talk to you about variance. And this is a incredibly broad topic um, and there's a lot of sort of ways that you see variance in games in general and especially in UFS. Uh, really, I mean, variance just means to have differences between things, whatever things you want to look at, between uh, cards, between stats on cards, between strategies, between objectives in the game, whatever, um, and between outcomes. So, obviously, that last one, uh, you either win or lose, right? But uh, one big form of variance, and, and oftentimes variance is used to describe things that are out of your control, but I think, actually, yeah, let's, let's say it's all of the things that are out of your control, we can call variance uh, for the sake of this discussion. So, um, I, I think that a lot of uh, strategy content is focused on eliminating variance, so taking it away, making your, your you hear words like consistency or reliability or whatever like that, taking away variance so that uh, what's left is what's in your control, and obviously you're, you're, the more in control you are, you, you are a great player, you are incredibly talented, you're the best, and when it's under your control, nothing can go wrong, you're gonna win all, your, you're gonna win all the time. Um, and I think that this is sort of fundamentally misguided thinking, and uh, importantly, I think that the, the design of UFS does not sort of, or the design, I can't really say the design of UFS as a whole, but, um, well, yeah, really even the design of UFS as a whole, does not favor people who want to take no risks, who want to have things maximally contained and maximally um, under their control, uh, because there's a, a saying, I don't quite know the best formulation of it, I don't know who said it first or anything, but the, the greatest risk of all is to take no risks. Uh, refusal to risk anything means that you cannot, that uh, given a balanced universe where risks are rewarded, you, you have no upside, you have no chance to uh, exceed the norm, so to speak. Um, and I, I think that there, the, the, that assumption that you're balanced is one very important assumption to question all the time, because uh, when you, if you have a truly overpowered, broken strategy, it is in your favor to eliminate risk, to reduce the risk, to always do your busted thing, to, and to increase your reliability and decrease your variance because your thing is better than everyone else's. That's one time that decreasing variance is very important, but I think only choosing strategies which minimize variance leaves a lot on the table, and you see that more and more um, as the designers are willing to push the envelope with powerful high variance cards. And I think that to, to pull this out of sort of incredibly abstract universe, one, extre one extremely obvious form of variance is your control checks in UFS. So um, between one check to another, you can obviously have anywhere from the range of one to six, sometimes even more, uh, with certain rare cards in the game. Um, and also obviously control check modifiers on top of that, and then committing foundations to pass, those are available. But uh, yeah, so the one to six, that's a huge range of variance. Uh, you rarely have five foundations sitting in your staging area, and you can often make several checks in a turn. Well, you almost always make several checks in a turn. 
it's I can't I can't quite say virtually impossible to be completely uh, immune to variants on these control checks, but realistically, uh, if you check perfect and your opponent checks terrible, that is an incredible advantage to you to uh, the person checking perfect. Uh, and so this is obviously a form of variance, but now you have to add, so it, you see this in deck building is, and then it kind of echoes into the gameplay of, well, I don't want to build my deck with any two checks, or I want to build my deck with about two or three two checks, and just hope I never check them. And I think this is sort of, sort of misguided thinking. You're leaving, again, you're leaving the upside on the table. Um, and... Your, your strategy is less powerful because of that. So, I th uh, the way I look at UFS, the way I look at the game and card evaluation, is that cards in combination of cards sort of... Obviously, depending on the situation you put, your opponent puts you in, it can vary, which is another form of variance, but we'll, we'll, I'll, I want to try to circle back to that later. Uh, your cards have an... My, my perception is that cards have a certain power level. And the power levels related to how likely they are to win you a game of UFS sort of against an abstract amalgation opponent, against the field, so to speak, of how much each individual card increments your winning chances, and, uh, you know, some cards will increment your winning chances against some opponents, other cards, but, I don't know, so those are answer cards, like coward handed or reactive style can be extremely powerful sometimes, and virtually uses other times, but... You know, an individual card like Flying Yamato Spear with just incredible stats across the line uh, shuts off some of your opponent's counterplay with safe, but it just does 12 damage in one card for only one momentum. It's extremely hard to block, it's extremely hard to shut down. Even uh, things that beat the multiple keyword that are designed with this in mind still, still only make it sort of unfair. You know, you only paid a 5 difficulty and you walk headlong into your opponent's answer and you walk away like with some breaker on you oh no uh you even you know prepare to fight i think designed specifically to shut down uh overpowered multiples like this and cowboy battery you still walk away with just one progressive difficulty it still takes your clears out your card pool uh so anyway uh cards have an card sort of have an abstract power level and the more powerful your deck is and the more powerful the interactions you can put in your deck so like you have the one plus one equals three sort of situations where your, co your combination of your cards adds up to more than the sum of their parts because um, they, they synergize well together along, you know, th there's a million ways you can make combos and whatever axis your your combos give you more power on, you know, it, it, UFS is a very multifaceted game, but a combination of cards, I'm blanking on an actual good combo, like Zoe plus Cowboy Battery. It's two incredible cards that go incredibly well together. Um, you build a, a, you put Cowboy Battery in your Zoe deck and your deck just gets you know, if your character was an A in the first place, now that combination's an A++++. Uh, the point being that the more powerful your options are, the more you can mitigate variance. But actually, so the ability to draw combos, the ability to put combos in your deck, is that in itself a form of, uh, a relatively high form of variance. So Cowboy Battery plus Zoe, pretty, pretty consistent, pretty reliable. You know, if you have that momentum or not, Cowboy Battery is still a fine card. Is a is a cleave that clogs your opponent's card pool. Cleave being a vanilla four high for five, five difficulty three control attack back from Shadow War, which you know is the epitome of fair fair gameplay. Um, 
you play you play a five anyway whatever um not gonna get too into that uh but then it has the upside of doubling itself uh cowboy batteries in zoe and then doubling itself again when you actually use zoe's form uh very high variance there but if you play a two card combo um you know you do something like hanya plus some weapon attacks uh if you if you, you know if you draw hanya it's as good as it is you know, against your opponent, if they're playing a long stream of attacks, adding one difficulty to all of their attacks, can be quite powerful. But now, if you have four weapon attacks in your deck, that can be a very high variance draw as well. Suddenly, you can get a lot better if you can play a second weapon card to ready your Hanya and get another trigger. And it can be a higher variance card still, where if you draw a weapon reversal, you can take a hit, then block, then block with a weapon, ready Hanya, reverse, or block reversal with a weapon attack. So this, this works fine. Um, reversal of the weapon, ready Hanya. Your opponent now has to block the, that that reversal on plus one to their block modifier, and probably play some more pay some more foundations to do that block and a progressive difficulty on their block, or else they have two progressive off that Hanya. And progressive difficulty is one of those things that adds up very quickly, uh, and the an additive effect can multiply its effect. Well, it obviously, obviously every card you play gets harder, so it's multiplying its effectiveness how much it's doing to the game by each card your opponent attempts to play. Um, so, the really big picture here, so I'm talking about variance, and so three forms of variance in UFS are control checks, what cards you draw, um, obviously some cards work better with others than, you know, and, and not just, you know, you can look at an overpowered card, a potentially overpowered card, like Gateway Shuffle now. Uh, people are worried that some games will come down to who draws more Gateway Shuffles. That's Darius. That's on its face. Just who has the who has better luck in drawing your anyway, But I think a more um, a, a better example of that is combinations of cards, because you often can't. You know, if you have a, a weak combo enabler, that's like a two difficulty foundation or something that does nothing but set up your combo, uh, set up some combo, I should say. You probably can't play four copies of that card because it's a lot of times foundations just don't have that much effect on the game these days. You can't have a combo that wins you the game using only two diff foundations. But you often can't have things that are, are give you good value in some situations if the game drags on for a little while or, you know, stuff like that. Uh, for instance, I used to play Fool Me Twice plus Artifice Avarice. Artifice Avarice, I don't think is a terribly good card. It's an extremely high variance card. I don't think it's very good because of that. But with Fool Me Twice, which does nothing in a short game, in a long game, if I draw Fool Me Twice, uh, it turns into flip, check out, later on, check a five and draw an attack from, because you check an artifice and there's an attack underneath it on the bottom of your deck. That's, that's very impactful for a one diff, so that's a, that was a combination that I would put artifice average in my deck to enable. Um, so, I was giving you a summary, so there's three, three forms of variance, and th those forms, and I'm not going to sideline this time, those forms of variance are, your control checks, you can check better or worse, uh, your... Your found the, the cards that you draw either in either alone or in combination, and then how your cards line up against your opponent, what your opponent is doing, and you can you can, you can call this the bad matchup theory, but it's it's really smaller than a matchup, right? Like it's how you know you put four reactive styles in your deck, and now suddenly your matchup against uh, Black Dog Faye Valentine, the the no blocks deck that needs to get a momentum and then resolve Black Dog's things and put it back in its hand with phase enhance and generate a, a pseudo infinite loop there you know an, a 
long string of, of four high for sixes that put themselves back in your hand. Um, you put one reactive style in place, suddenly that, that line is shut off until it can figure out something to get around it. Um, that's a high variance situation based on what your opponent is doing. And so obviously this interacts with the, the, second, the second category of, well, what cards did you actually draw? Are they the right hate pieces for your opponent's deck? Um, and there's there's also sort of matchup there uh, of literal like tournament pairing lottery match pair but variants where oh I got paired into Zoe six times that's so unlucky well you should have had a good Zoe matchup everyone knew that was broken in coming to worlds but anyway uh, so that's three ways you can look at look at variants that you can have a better or worse outcome sort of attributable to luck and the, the big the big big takeaway from today is that minimizing variance is not an unambiguous good. You want to maximize your power level the way that you can, like, the, how good your deck is against the field, but variance is not always bad. And it can often be very good because it lets you pick up marginal wins that you shouldn't be able to pick up otherwise. So you put a, a hot one-up in your deck to win a hard matchup, and then you only want you don't want to draw it in your good matchups because it's dead, but now you have your your one of uh, your your high variance. You know I got to get lucky to find this. But if I do, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a silver bullet sort of solution. And but I th and I think the biggest actually so there's an, an even bigger form of variance. And this is actually you kind of you can kind of ca try to cancel out variance with other variants. So th once things are outside of your control, you can try to take things further outside of your control. So that if you you can you can gamble and get lucky and bring it back, and the biggest form of variance, and I'm almost at work here, biggest form of variance in UFS is the die roll. Who goes first? And if you play an extremely consistent threes and fives deck that isn't violently overpowered, you'll find yourself losing the losing games where you lose the die roll a lot. You go second, you tend to lose that game. And if you want to overcome that, if you want to have a better chance of breaking serve. You gotta make it inconsistent. You gotta pray to RNGesus, and you gotta give yourself those chances to get lucky. That's all for today. I'll talk to you later. Bye.